0: Being a dad isn't always easy, but it's the best thing I ever did. I'm constantly improving myself to be the best dad I can be through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. As fathers, we pass on many things to our children, such as our mindset, our habits, our attitude, and what we've learned along the way. Each of these will shape who our children are and who they will become. The Warrior Dad's mission is to help you become the healthiest version of yourself, to hone your edge, and to live with purpose. My name is Jim Bartamy, and this is the Warrior Dads Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for tuning back in for another episode of the Warrior Dads Podcast. Today, I'm pleased to bring on Jason Wood. Uh, Jason was born and currently resides in Newport News, Virginia, and is a single father to a five-year-old daughter. He is a decorated U.S. um, Army combat veteran, an elite OCR athlete, and a Ph.D. student. Very short, very sweet. But we're gonna have a great conversation today, Jason. Thanks for coming on the Warrior Dad's podcast.
1: Oh, well, thanks for having me. I look forward to it. Yeah, man.
0: Um, there's so many things I want to get into. Right? I have so many notes and so many things. Uh, one thing we just covered. Uh, I'd love, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your uh, your medals and all these things that you have um, for for being in the army. But we'll get to that. So, um, just briefly, tell a little bit more than just that. So, you're, you're a single father. You or um, OCR athlete. We were actually just talking a little bit offline about you uh, preparing for Kilimanjaro. That sounds like a great cause. Maybe we should lead off with that and just tell people about that.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds great. Uh, so it, it was originally planned for uh, September of this year, but it's been delayed till September of 2021, just for, so everybody knows. But uh, looking next year uh, in September to uh, climb uh, Mount Kilimanjaro and then uh, complete what's gonna be the world's highest obstacle course race. Uh, It'll be inside the crater up at the top of Kilimanjaro. Um, So uh, that'll happen September of next year. And in support of that, I'm uh, raising money for uh, a nonprofit organization here in the Virginia Beach area called uh, Climb4. And uh, that organization basically seeks to provide uh, outdoor kind of camping, climbing type of equipment uh, to veterans to assist with uh, the veteran suicide pandemic that we're, we're kind of dealing with in the community. So it um, looks to get the veterans outside um, and, and healing through nature. Uh, so um, that'll, that'll attempt, that attempt will happen next year, hopefully. Uh, hopefully this, this stuff that's going on in the world won't last that long. But uh, but I'm looking forward to that. That's
0: awesome. If people listening wanted to support that cause, are they able to donate now, or is it something that has to? It, like I knew you said it's going to be put on hold, but is the donations put on hold and everything?
1: No, 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 no. Um, they can still donate. I, I, at my Instagram page, I have a link to the Climb4 website as well as the uh, the crowdsourcing site that I'm using to raise funds. So. Um, any amount matters. Um, I'm donating uh, 80% of the, the proceeds from the donations will go towards, uh, the climb for itself, the nonprofit itself. And then the other 20% will go towards helping me uh, make the climb.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely get the link from you and I'll put that in the show notes for this episode. Um, cause that's, that sounds great. I, you're saying the pandemic with the suicides, the veteran suicides how how bad is that right now
1: um well i you know the 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 kind of statistic that's always floated out there is the 22 veterans a day commit suicide um is that the statistic uh, that's that and it's i've heard numbers that have floated they said it's gotten a little bit lower you know some will tell you it's higher but the statistic that i constantly hear and that a lot of um a lot of nonprofits kind of geared the number towards is, uh, is 22 a day. Uh, there's a couple other, you know, hot, very, very well-known nonprofits. One of them is I think mission 22 that, 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 you know, really focuses on that number and look, seeks to reduce that number. So 22 a day is the number. And then for me personally, uh, kind of, if you want to get into my own personal story and why I'm so very, um, Uh, adamant about raising money for that cause and, and, and seeking to provide assistance there is uh, since I got out of the army in what 2011 time uh, frame now um, I've not gone a full calendar year without having a former soldier or friend that was served with me commit suicide. So, um, wow. You know, so, so, so that's, that's just kind of the more, you know, close to home, Uh, statistic and then honestly very you know very bluntly there was a time myself a few years ago where uh, suicide was an option in my own head and so um, you know fortunately I was able to find help and overcome all that but but I know it's a it's a cause that's near and dear to my heart Um, it touches many across you know our great nation and uh, I think you know anything we can do there to 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 you know, slow that rate and, and, and find these veterans help is, is, is for the best. Absolutely.
0: Jeez, man. I'm sorry to hear that for your losses of, of, you know, the people that you served with and and even for yourself. I mean, you're, you're saying just a couple of years ago, a few years ago, your daughter's five, so she was already born. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She was already born at the time. And, uh, you know, it was right around the time. I think she was, probably about to turn two or or you know had just turned two uh it was a kind of a tumultuous time and mine and her mother's relationship it, it, we had just split um there was a lot of mental health issues on my own you know I was dealing with on my my own behalf and you know I, I can't blame um my ex at all for you know deciding to kind of walk away from from you know the situation but Uh, kind of when all that stuff happened, personally, I, you know, I started, started to spiral. I'd already been kind of spiraling, but then that kind of just made the spiral happen faster and uh, kind of hit rock bottom at that point. And uh, I remember just the night it happened, you know, we had, we had split, I was in a hotel room and, and, you know, really thinking about it and, uh, fortunately that next didn't happen. And fortunately that next morning, I, I kind of found myself at my mom's house, my mom and dad's house and sitting on the couch with my mom talking through kind of everything. And, um, uh, we decided, you know, to go make that first step and find some help. And so, um, just made the first step to reach out to the VA and start, you know, talking through, you know, therapy and counseling and just, you know, the more and more I put out kind of what I was feeling and 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 what was what was happening in my life the more I kind of started to to feel better about it and then kind of one thing led to another and I found the the world of fitness and and just kind of things kind of started falling in the right place for mm-hmm.
0: me so if if you don't mind so you got out in 2011 right yeah okay yep. so if we're talking three years ago that all this was going on, what was, was it just like a constant snowball that just kept, continued to build up from 2011 to what, 2017, 2016, maybe like around that time frame? Is it just what happened in that time? Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, I think, I think I had always been dealing with things and, and, and just, I neglected to, uh, to act on, you know, my, my, you know, thoughts and emotions and things that I probably should have been seeking help with much earlier. I neglected it because I, you know, uh, coming from that kind of background and and, uh, you you kind of get the stigma of going and finding assistance and talking about your feelings is kind of a sign of weakness. And there's definitely a stigma around that. Mm -hmm. And um, kind of, I, I, you know, I was always kind of the person where I I could figure it out. I was going to figure it out for myself. I didn't need help kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, and and the more and more kind of I found myself saying I didn't need help, the more and more I probably did need the help. And, um, you know, just one thing started leading to another and alcohol became a big part of my life, you know, probably, you know, two years, two or three years after I I left the army. And um, and, and, you know, I called, you know, you you can basically call it being a functioning alcoholic. Nobody could really understand what was happening to me at work because I was still, you know, able to perform a job and do everything I needed to do. But if, you know, to go, to go to sleep at night, I was probably having a couple of drinks every night. And, uh, and, and most of it was to go to go to sleep and kind of drown out the, the feeling and, uh, and just, you know, stop the thought. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, I want to give everybody
0: a little bit of context because in, in the, you know, the bio is very short, right. But so in the bio, it says, Decorated United States Army combat veteran. I want to give people a little bit of context. So you are very decorated. You did three combat tours um, in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom, right? So you have two Bronze yep. Star medals. You have the Meritorious Service Medal. You have the Army uh, Commendation Medal. Am I saying that right? Commendation Medal. Yep. yep you got it. The yeah, yeah. Combat Action Badge, um, which is to my knowledge, being actively engaged in direct combat with an enemy yep, and jump wings or the parachute, the parachutist badge. Yep. So three combat tours, I mean, you, you had to have seen a lot, you had to have been through a lot and lived through a lot. And you, you know, I mean, does it feel like, does it feel like a blessing to have lived through all that and be like, wow, like I, I got to do some amazing things and help some amazing people. And of, you know, of course that comes with, with loss as well. And then you continue to yeah. experience that loss, but you know, that's some, that's some really amazing things to overcome in your life.
1: Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think for those of us that had served during that time frame, you didn't really have time to think, <laughs> much about what, what, you know, what, what was happening. You were, uh, I graduated uh, college in May of 2004. um, And and the day I graduated college, I got my commission um, and as an officer into the United States army. And then literally that next day I I went to college at a small school in, in Kentucky called the university of the Cumberlands. And that next day I was in the car with my mom and dad driving back to Virginia to start uh, my officer basic course at Fort Eustis here in here in the Virginia, uh, Virginia area um, that next day. Uh, And then I did my officer basic course for about six months. And then I joined my first unit. um, uh, What was it, you know, October timeframe of 2004. And in November, I was already in in, in Iraq the first time. Um, So basically, you know, six, seven months after I graduated college, I was I was kind of already in the, in the sandbox for the first tour. And then uh, that first tour, I was in Mosul uh, in the northern part of Iraq uh, for a year. And then I came back for eight months and then I deployed again for another year uh, doing kind of a gun truck convoy escort mission and then came back for a year home again and then deployed again for another year. And then uh, when I came back from that final tour, uh, uh, I they they decided to give me kind of a break job uh, and I use that in quotes as a as an aid to a a two-star general um, which you know again is a lot of traveling a lot of a lot of you know less high stress kind of type job and uh, and it was right around that time that I decided to go ahead and uh, make the transition out of the military and and try my hand at the civilian world so um, you know it was very you know you're you're gone you're home you're gone you're home and and, and you're just constantly on the go, go, go. And then you get out, you know, out of, the, out of the military in 2011 and, you know, everything kind of slows down and you have time to kind of reflect on what, what you did and, and who you did it with and everything else. And, and, you know, I think the thing I miss the most about all of it is it isn't really the missions and everything else. It's the people and you get a chance to meet some amazing people and you build kind of a, that brotherhood and sisterhood that they talk about uh, so fondly and, 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 and it's a family. And then, uh, and then slowly but surely you start seeing, you know, the stresses of those, uh, deployments and everything that came along with them kind of start taking family members away in the form of suicide. And so, um, it's, it's, it's just, you know, mentally draining. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow. Well, with Memorial Day just passing, I just want to say thank you for your service. Um, yeah, man, absolutely. I, uh, my son, my son, uh, always says it to anybody too, that, you know, any police officer or, uh, firefighter or, uh, military personnel, he always, he always says, thank you for, you know, a little, little tap, tap on the side or something like that, or excuse me. And they really appreciate that. So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you, so you said you got into the fitness world and now you're, and now you're doing a ton with, with OCR races, right? I mean, huge into the OCR world. Yeah, um, yeah. so you said you found fitness afterwards. I'm, I'm assuming you had to be really physically fit when you were in the military too, and keeping yourself in peak physical condition for those kinds of things. Right. I mean, how, how is that yeah. different than what you kind of found as far as like, when you said I found fitness, how was it different? What, what was different about it?
1: Um, well, you know, I was always athletic, I, I'd say in nature, like, but, you know, I, I was, you know, played football and baseball and stuff in high school, I ended up getting a football scholarship and played football in college. Um, and then you're right, I mean, you know, during the time in the military, you, you know, there's definitely that focus on uh, being able to pass a physical, a physical fitness test and everything else. But when you look at kind of how I lived during that time, and taking care of myself mentally and physically and taking the you know eating the right things and doing all the right stuff i didn't really take that seriously at all like it was it was one of those things where i was going to eat three cheeseburgers and go out to football practice and hang <laughs> and just all those kind of things and then the, the military um when i was in the military you're kind of really just training for the, you know to be able to pass the pt test and then you know there's definitely a lot of um a uh, focus there is that, you know, you want to be able to do as well as you can on that physical fitness test, which is just pushups, uh, sit-ups. Uh, at that time, it was two minutes of pushups, two minutes of sit-ups in a, in a two mile run. So you're just really training for that specific event, uh, to be, to be honest. Um, you know, you got to still pass height weight standards, which, you know, at that time I never really had an issue with cause I was still running and being fairly, fairly active. Um, but I, I think the biggest difference there between that and what happened was when I got out of the military, kind of, I didn't, it wasn't a kind of an immediate let, letting myself go kind of thing. Uh, but it, gradually over time, you know, I, you know, the, the bad habits that I built uh, eating wise and, 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 and everything else that came with, with physical fitness and, and, and mental and physical health, uh, they caught up to me because it, it was one of those things where I wasn't required to get up at 6 AM every morning and go out and uh, do some form of physical training with my unit or individually or however we were going to do it. And, and so those bad habits kind of materialized, And then you, then you throw in uh kind of alcohol and, and, and every other, all the other kind of vices that are on top of that. And, and very, very, very quickly, I kind of found myself, um, uh, and in, in in a in a bad habit that that was just growing kind of exponentially over time and then um and i think that also kind of led to you know the unhappiness i had with with myself not only not only that i was i dealing with you know post traumatic stress type issues and depression and everything else but you layer on top of that just the the your own personal body issues and things of that sort um, you know, they're, it just, it all piled uh-huh. on top of itself, And so, um, I, I think when, what would really kind of happened to me was, you know, I was, uh, I call it my mirror moment and I think everybody's got a kind of a, you know, that's made any kind of transformation has kind of had this kind of moment. Um, but I remember kind of looking at my daughter and then looking at myself in the mirror and, and, you know, basically in tears saying, what kind of example am I to my daughter? What kind of, you know, ex- you know, who am I to give her any kind of advice or instruction on things when I can't even get myself uh-huh. right. Um, and, and so I remember a little bit, a little bit of time after that, I started, um, you know, just searching for things to do, uh, you know, what, you know, cause I, I always, you know, there was always football, there was always a PT test, what was going to be my goal? What was going to be my thing that, that, that I was going to pursue that, that, that kind of helped me along my journey of weight loss and things of that sort? And uh, I happened to come across a Groupon deal for a Spartan race uh, here in Virginia. And uh, I said, you know what? That looks kind of cool. I've heard about these mud run things. I did obstacle courses when I was in the Army. Let's, let's give this a <laughs> shot. It can't be too bad. And, uh, and so, so I signed up for the Groupon uh and and i did it by myself didn't didn't know anybody at the at the at the on at the race or anything like that and um went out there and you know eight miles you know 20 30 obstacles i'm thinking okay i can i can make through this pretty pretty okay and i just remember there were a couple times during that race where i felt like death i wanted to quit um Um, and, and, but when I crossed the finish line and I jumped that fire jump for the first time in a Spartan race, uh, and I kind of collapsed on myself and was just exhausted and, you know, on the verge of throwing up, I just remember being hooked and, and just saying, you know, this is, this, this pushed me to a limit that I had never kind of pushed myself before. I mean. I, it pushed me to wanting to quit and you know pt tests and all those kind of things physically never got me to that point but this did and and it was a challenge and so now it, be, it became something that i wanted to do and then over time i just kept signing up for more and more races and and uh, tra- starting to kind of develop a training plan for those races and and um, eventually over you know the first what. I think I, that was in July of 2017. And by December of 2017, I I competed and finished in the top 20 of my first kind of elite, you know, wave of the elite race of the, the Spartans Spartan race in central Florida. And uh, and that's when I knew like, you know, okay, this is something that I really want to do. And uh, by that point I had lost probably roughly 30, 35 pounds. And uh, I was just in, in, in much better shape than I had, Mm-hmm. kind of ever been and and so was hooked from that point forward and i've just kind of kept it up ever since yeah i
0: mean it looks like um 2019 you you did a ton of races
1: yeah <laughs> all yeah over, yeah I, I mean hawaii I think,
0: utah uh washington dc
1: you know monterey uh, yeah it's just <laughs> all over <laughs> yeah yeah no it was uh it's 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 fun because i think it got, it got to the point where last year um you know, at the end of 2017, it was kind of a uh, the elite wave. I, I found myself when I crossed the finish line, and I finished in the top 20 of of both races I did that weekend. I kind of said to myself, "You know what? This is this is something I could really do." I think it, it gave me that self confidence that I needed to say, I, "I belong." Kind of in kind of the elite wave. I belong kind of uh, with these kind of you know some of the best athletes I've ever had the privilege mm-hmm. of competing with and so um 2018 was definitely kind of a year where uh i bounced in and out of some top 10s here and there i got a chance to compete in some some uh a, a national series type races some national championship type races um but uh, but i never really reached my you know ultimate goal of competing in the world championships and and things of that sort and then, uh, 2019 was the year and it kind of, I was dedicated to, to going out and competing in all the right races and accumulating the points I needed and doing what I needed to do. And I was fortunate enough to qualify for the OCR world championships and the, the Spartan world championships. And, uh, didn't do the OCR world championships cause it was in London, but, uh, but definitely went to Lake Tahoe and did the uh, Spartan world championship race, which still is the toughest race I've ever done in my life. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah and 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 uh and and last year I kind of did it on a a bum Achilles, so I was really, really, really excited about twenty uh twenty twenty and, and and being healthy and and um and and you know figuring out some things in my training that I really needed to focus on and and uh I'm finding myself now you know of course now right now I'm posting some of the Fastest times I've ever done the the you know I just this past Saturday and Sunday for Memorial Day weekend kind of kind of made it a point to do some some hard things and I did my first sub five minute mile I did a four fifty eight mile on Saturday Saturday and then came back and did a thirty mile run on Sunday and then did did Murph on uh, on Monday so I've completely worn my body out <laughs> but I can honestly say that uh, that that you know this this year you know physically you know i'm probably at 38 almost 39 years old i'm probably in the best shape of my life that's awesome and
0: it's so funny because and you know i I know you're friends with sean clayton who was just on the podcast recently and so i just when you were telling that i kind of laughed because he stumbled upon the spartan race kind of the same way you did he was looking for a marathon and you're just looking him up on a groupon you find it and you're like Oh yeah, that seems pretty good. I'll do that. <laughs> you know, neither one of you changed yeah, yeah. for it and all that stuff. So it's just, um, it's 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 awesome that y- you got something so much out of it. You know what I mean? And this is like, you know, you, I guess a lot of people just think, oh, it's a, it's a race. You know, it's, it's something over a weekend or something like that. But this is something that changed your life, pulled you out of. An enormously tough time in your life; it literally saved you. I mean, it sounds like it's just—it's amazing. And when you think of it, something that something that others others would look at just uh, so minute or insignificant, it's probably one of the most significant things in your life right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, I and I've mentioned that to a couple people that that this, this sport and. Uh, of obstacle course racing has you know it's transformed me and, and really you're right it saved my life I mean it it got me back on the right track and then I think the biggest piece and 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 this is something I t- I've talked about a few times as well and I mentioned the brotherhood and sisterhood that kind of comes from from the military and that sense of uh, Sebastian Junger calls it you know that tribal mentality that that, you know, having a sense of belonging mm-hmm. in a group. Um, and, and when you leave the military and join the civilian world, you kind of, it, that, that kind of loses itself. And now you're part of this greater whole of the world and where do you belong? What's your identity? How do you fit in? All those kind of things come into question. And then with the sport of obstacle course racing and Spartan races and things of that sort and in dur- just the endurance racing world period, it's it's a relatively small kind of group when you look at you know who i race against on a normal basis but there's that sense of brotherhood and that sense of sisterhood when you when you're at the start line and you no matter where i go across the country or even in the world i know someone whether it's through social media or through racing against them in the world championships or something like that you 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 know people and you have that sense of belonging somewhere and you have that sense of um, we're all in this together and while we're competing against each other, we're all trying to accomplish a very similar goal. And we're all trying to beat our own demons in our own way. And we're using this platform of racing as a way to uh, not only try to, you know, improve our performance and make podiums and all those things, but we're trying to prove something uh-huh. to ourselves and we're trying to, you know, whether it's saving ourselves or, 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 you know, being an example for our children or anything like that, you're, you're, you're using that as, as a means to do it. And so I think, uh, I think this, this world of sport period and, and specifically for me, it's, it's been yeah, a life change. You
0: literally took my next question because I was, I was, I was already making <laughs> that connection in my mind and, of course I didn't want to cut you off. So, but you, you said the exact same thing. Cause I was going to say, you know, do you think you get that sense of that brotherhood and that same kind of connection of belonging to something really big, you know? And so, yeah, that that makes yeah. total sense. And so yeah. how is it being, uh, you know, it's just a transition into something a little different because you had mentioned uh, her a couple of times now, but with your daughter, how does she love, does she, you know, she, does she work out with you? Does she train with you? And by the way, I do love your post um, that, and you kind of mentioned it earlier about being that example for your daughter. And so for anybody listening, um, Jason made a post not too long ago, I guess it was four days ago, saying a daughter needs a dad to be the standard against which she will judge all men. And I thought that was great. And there's a great little picture of, of you sitting there with your daughter looking, looks like, you know, over the, over the sea, over the ocean. Um, and that's such a great picture and, and, and saying, and quote, um, how does she love watching you do all this stuff? Does she train with you and daddy, I want to do this and cheer you on and all that stuff. Yeah. She,
1: uh, she loves it. I think, uh, uh, both me and her mother are, are physically kind of active people, um, and and so she gets really into it. She she knows what burpees are. <laughs> um, she 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 does push ups. She'll do all kinds of fun stuff. I have a treadmill here at the house, and uh, and every now and then when it's raining outside or something like that, I'll jump on the treadmill here at the house and do like an hour. And, uh, and and she'll start off by saying, well, why you do that, Daddy? I'm going to watch YouTube or do whatever she's going to do. And then about 30 minutes into my run, she comes into the room and starts talking to me and then eventually uh, picks up, you know, a, a band or a weight or, you know, wants to jump on the treadmill herself or, and things like that. So, um, you know, it, it, it definitely makes me smile because, you know, I, I, there's that linkage that 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 you're really seeing at that point that what I'm doing and how I'm going about my own training and being dedicated towards something is rubbing off in some way on her. And she, she's, uh, she, 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 she loves to get out there and, and go bike riding and race me and do all those kind of things. So, uh, you know, she really, uh, she's into it probably more than I am. She did her first, uh, her first Spartan race in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina last, uh, last year, last spring. And, uh, it's funny cause Sean's Sean's wife actually got watched her, uh, while Sean and I raced and, uh, and she was running around the course and cheering me on and everything. And then, um, and then soon after that, she did her own little kids Spartan race. They have those. And, um, they have them. And, uh, let me tell you, they, there's a lot more of those kind of things popping up. I know terrain race, uh, has a kids race that she's did. She did in the past here in the Virginia beach area. And then uh, she did their first Spartan one, uh, which was, uh, you know, just so well put on. It was an amazing little race for the kids. And I think uh, that's really growing. They have their own kids world championship now uh, for kids that are, I think like 10 or 11, 12 years old. They're a little bit older kids. I, I don't know exactly how it works yet in, in the kids world, but I'm sure I'm going to find out soon enough. Uh, but, um, but yeah, she did her first one. And I remember, uh she's going through some of the obstacles it was really muddy that day i think she lost her shoe once or twice <laughs> but uh but 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 even for her at that age um she was coming up against the obstacles where she would look at me and almost be on the, the the you know the verge of tears saying daddy i can't do that i can't do that and then you know we'd work through it and she'd get over the wall or climb up the net and come back down the other side of the net and stuff like that and that sense of accomplishment and that sense of overcoming obstacles at that early of an age, I think is so beneficial to them. And it's so, um, it's, it's so good for them to know that, you know, you put something in my way, you put an obstacle in my way or, or something of that sort, I'm going to find a way to overcome it. And then I'm gonna feel good about myself and I'm gonna have that sense of accomplishment. And so, uh, so she finished across the finish line and, uh, they give them uh, just like us, you know, in the, in the adult world, Spartan races, we have the headbands that go around our heads with our, our numbers on it and everything and our medals. And, uh, it's about a six hour drive from Charlotte to back home to Newport news. And she didn't take that headband off or take that medal off the entire way. Uh, she even I've got a cute little picture of her falling asleep in the, in her car seat with it on. So <laughs> So yeah, she was super proud of that, and she still brings it out of her little toy chest every now and then. And Ask when the next that's race awesome. going to be.
0: I mean, to have that sense of accomplishment, and also to to be able to, you know, forge that bond in that particular area of your life and her life because it's something you can share together. That's that's so awesome. That's so yeah, awesome.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, I think I think what Spartan's done there, and what some of these other race series have done, it, it's 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 so great for parents and for their kids and, and especially in that community because um you know there's a lot of great people and uh, you know it's just nice seeing them out there with their kids and families and, and it just grows that that sense of family in that community even more. Yeah.
0: Do you get to, do you get to see her every week?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh so we we kind of have done a really I think a uh, you know a, a fairly good job at co-parenting uh you know I get her probably about 3 nights a, re- a week and um and my ex gets her the other the other half of the week and we kind of split it up uh the week right now um you know, you know basically i get her every either wednesday thursday and friday night or every thursday friday and saturday night and and then uh you know we get to spend that time together we you know i have her every friday uh, friday night of every week so we use that time to do daddy-daughter date nights every week and Um, you know, know, right now it's kind of difficult, but, but we've been finding ways. We've been, you know, camping in the backyard and things of that sort. But, uh, I'm very fortunate that I get a chance to be, you know, heavily involved and really, you know, present in our life. Absolutely.
0: So what's your, so you, you mentioned that, you know, you already had, that you had a job too. And I know this was back in 2011 when you first got out, um, but this isn't this isn't your full time thing or, or it is your full time there. You're you're working and going to school and doing all these races yeah. and training all at once <laughs> and being a dad yeah. three days, yeah. three, four days yeah. a week.
1: Yeah. Uh, time management is one of my strengths. If anybody's out there. listening, to me me. But, uh, but, uh, but no, it's uh, I think. Yeah, it's uh, I. I. I do, I'm a program manager for a Department of Defense uh, company that that specializes in IT work. And so uh, I manage a couple different, you know, projects, small little projects that do uh, kind of, you know, modeling and simulation type stuff for the military and, and some other things. And so, uh, so that's kind of my nine to five job. Um, and then, you know, after that, I... I either use, I either take advantage of uh, the gym we have in our building at work to, you know, do some workouts or, or I find some time to do a run, you know, runs, you know, after work or on the treadmill or whenever, however I can get my, my workout in, Uh, you know, whether it's very early in the morning or, or kind of, I've had those 11 PM, you know, one hour runs on the treadmill here at the house sometimes, just figuring out when I can get it in that day kind of thing. And then uh, between all that, it you know, definitely you know, squeezing in the, the homework and the, the reading and things that like you got to do there uh, for, for that side of the house. And then, yeah, and then, you know, I, I think one thing that I kind of laid down kind of in very early on and it's kind of become, you know, when, when we're in the normal life and not the COVID life is setting aside a, a block of time where it's nothing's going to bother me. This is my time with Camilla in order to you know you know play games go outside do whatever we're going to do that day to to just have that dedicated two or three hours of daddy-daughter yeah. time um and with when with no distractions um and and so once i lay that in and then you know start you know laying in work and then everything else kind of falls into place and there's definitely been those 4 a.m. to 11 p.m. days, but, uh, but it's all worth it in the end. I think it's, it's you know, I'm not complaining. Yeah.
0: How do you do with sleep?
1: Um, I, you know, I've gotten better over time. Uh, you know, I think um, if you talked to me a few years ago, I was rich, like, a couple hours of sleep. You know, a, a night was probably going to be the, the, the maximum. Probably if, you, you, if I got a good four hours, I was going to be good.
0: Wow. Kind of thing.
1: But uh yeah. But uh but but now I think uh I'm definitely able to to sleep better at night. I you know, I work with a, a supplement company called Endural Elite and they have a, a sleep aid that I use every night that 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 has worked wonders and um and to be honest, I mean sleep is such a, a big part of recovering as an athlete and making sure you're able to get up and uh perform again the next day kind of thing. So uh, that's been something that I've really focused in on uh, over the last year or two is just getting the amount of sleep I need to to have my body recover and everything. And I think it's made a, made, you know, it's benefited me more than just the the athletic side, but it's benefited me just work and being able to function and do everything I need to do on a daily yeah. basis.
0: So when you're talking about doing, I know you said some of these 11 p.m. training sessions, you know, on the treadmill or something like that. But how do you structure your how do you structure your training program to help you be a better OCR athlete? Do you, do you work with somebody, just do it all yourself? Um, how, how do you structure your, your training? Do you do like CrossFit style type stuff? Do you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, there's definitely the, the, there's definitely a CrossFit kind of um uh, flair to a lot of the stuff that, that, the, that we do. it's not necessarily, um am not, you don't do a whole lot of Olympic lifting, but but that high intensity type, uh, training is definitely there, especially because, you know, we've started to move into some other from, from obstacle horse racing and, uh, some of these other events like high rocks and DecaFit and some of these things where you're doing like a thousand meter run into a, a fitness station. And then, you know, you're just rotating and you eventually do 8,000 meters worth of running with eight fitness stations in between each one of those thousand meter runs kind of thing. So it's, there's a lot of, you know, mixing up the, the workouts there. So I, I, running has always kind of been my, my weakness. Cause I've, you know, when you look at some of these world-class runners that we run against, they're, they're smaller guys. <laughs> um, and so I, I tend to be on the bigger side when you look at that uh, side of the house. So, I've really focused in on just running. So I run probably four or five days a week and try to uh, structure it in a way that's, that's smart. So I'm getting the amount of like longer distance endurance type runs, recovery runs, the speed work and things that I need to get done. And then in between all of that is definitely kind of more um, high intensity type training where, um, you know, I still do the curls for the girls kind of (laughs) workouts every now and then, but, but a lot of the workout is, uh, you know, doing, uh, doing a 40 or 50 yard sled push into, uh, you know, 20 calorie erg bike kind of, uh, uh, workouts and, you, you know, repeating that for four or five rounds and just trying to, trying to get that heart rate up and do it, uh, and, and bring, you know, bring in a, um, a, a strength base, you know, a strength portion of it and, but doing it at a high, high intensity. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely structured in that way but again yeah I, I, I'll still go into the, the 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 globo gym and do the curls for the girls and stuff like that for the aesthetics mm-hmm. of the house because because you, you still want to look good on the beach let's sure be honest, well also. I mean if you're doing pull-ups and but, stuff
0: like that you feel like that that doesn't hit your your arms as well as it as well as it could you know like you're saying like the curls for the girls type stuff like you still gotta you feel like even with all that working that you're doing on all that stuff it's still not enough
1: um, I, I think it's enough, I think, but I think there's I I don't know, there's just the side of the house that's, you know, when you get to the bodybuilding, uh, physique type training, uh, it's definitely a little bit, uh, different. You're, you're, you start focusing in on a different muscle right. groups. Um, and you're really in that world, you're, you're trying to pinpoint very specific things. And so I like that portion of it where I can go in and say, you know what, like, you know, I let's pinpoint, very small things that, that, you know, when I'm doing some of these other like high intensity workouts, you're, it's a lot of the big movers, your quads, your calves, your, you know, your, you know, those kind of things, your back, those, those are getting worked over pretty heavily in races and, and some of those other events. But, uh but you find yourself, you know, like, Hey, you know, I could really do some ab work for once, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, 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 yeah, so I think that's that's where I just change it up. And I probably only do that, like, once or twice a week. Yeah.
0: So how many, tra- how many days a week do you train? You there?
1: I'll bike ride down to you know, the river that we have out here. And I'm not going fast by any means, but I'm just kind of relaxing and just taking a ride and just enjoying the scenery. But still – Getting out and kind of being active in some way.
0: Okay, sorry, the first part of that cut out. I, I didn't even hear you talking. I heard oh, 15 oh, yeah. mile from there on. Um, I, I don't even know. Hopefully, everybody else was able to listen, but if if they couldn't, yeah, yeah, maybe so, just so that so, first just, part again. When
1: when on the the rest day, I'll call it is just what I call active recovery, where I'll just jump on a bike, my my mountain bike that I got, and take like a 15 mile ride down to. I, I live very close to the James River here and I'll ride down to the river and kind of hang out for a little bit and then ride back home kind of thing. And so it's just nothing intense, just out and being active and just being outside. <laughs> okay.
0: So uh, how six. many training yeah, days though?
1: Six. Cause six, I didn't yeah. even hear
0: that part. Six. Okay. And then yeah, that would be yeah, your yeah. one yep. active recovery day. Nice. It's a lot of work for one person, but I mean, it's, it's inspiring for anybody that's doing it. You know, anybody that's listening, that's not doing as much as you right there. You know, if if all you got is a nine to five and you're not even training for anything specific and you're saying, well, I gotta, I gotta get my body in shape. I gotta get my mind right. I gotta get myself healthier. And, you know, a lot of times I use, I use my family as a motivation to, to to keep myself going. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there are a lot, you know, someone who's going to click on your Instagram Link uh, who's listening to this. And like, I want to check this guy out. You know, they're going to see you doing slide pushes and pull-ups and you know, the monkey bars and all this kind of stuff. And they're going to see that. And that's motivation, yep. right? I mean, it can be, they watch videos, motivation. They could listen to this. That's motivation. Watch a YouTube video, read a yeah. meme online or something like that. But I feel like we need to create our own motivation at the same time too. We need to have, something inside of us where we can tap into it anytime. if we don't have youtube or our phones on or anything like that and it's like well we need to connect to yeah. that to that why of why are we doing this what is that bigger purpose other than just you know looking good on the beach and doing the abs and the curls because that's not going to be a driving factor on those really exactly. hard days where you don't want to do it you know i mean if it's a case that you're sick or something like that. I don't know your philosophy, but I think if you're sick and your body's actually telling you that you're 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 overtraining like you were just saying you, you just put your body through hell. You did all these other things plus you did the murph on Monday. Um and for anybody that doesn't know the murph, that's a mile run, uh 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats yep. and another mile run. Yep. From from right on that. So, um uh what was I, your time I, on I that think I was by the way?
1: 1 minutes. I I I I was not pushing for speed after the doing a 30 mile run the day before.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, I mean, but you know, you're pushing yourself and it's like, if you, if you wake up the next day and you're like, you know what, my body's run down. I feel like I'm almost on the brink of getting sick or maybe I am sick or something like that. That would be a great intelligent reason to take a day off and to give yourself that, that rest. Maybe you stretch that day though and don't let it just be a complete wash. You know, you get your body loose especially because you just worked it so hard, you get it loose and you get it ready for the next training day. But you're not just like, "Ah, eh, I don't feel like doing it today. You know, that's when you need to tap into that motivation. Yeah, Do you have those have days?
1: days? I think, you know, they're, they're you're right. I, I mean, I listen, I'm a huge proponent of listening to your body and, and, uh, and being able to be in tune with it and knowing, you know, it's time to, it's, it's time to take a rest day or it's, it's, even if it's unscheduled and you you have training that day, if you're waking up and you you're just your body's just not feeling it, it it's probably a good idea to listen to it and take that day off because then you're risking injury and you're risking a lot of other things uh, kind of happening there. You know, you, you, so I'm a big proponent of that. But but when it comes to the motivation side of the house, I I definitely have those days where it's like I'll just be sitting on the couch and. Uh, looking at my running shoes, looking back back at the door, knowing I've got to put in, you know, fifteen miles or, uh, you know, an hour and a half worth of running or something like that, and you know, you definitely just don't feel like it. <laughs> um, and you'll sit there. I've I've mm-hmm. I've had those moments where I've sat and stared at my shoes for a good fifteen minutes, uh, just you know, talking myself in the having to go outside the door. But but you're right. I think it's 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 the ability to tap into that. Why am I doing this? It's, it's, it's not for me. It's not for to look good on the beach. It's not for all these other, you know, outside things, you know, outside pressures or anything like that. It's at the end of the day, it's, it's. Can I face my daughter and be the, the and be able to be the type of man that I want to be, uh, for her, and the type of father that I want to be for her, and so ultimately she is my, my motivation for everything that I do. Um, and, and, and so knowing that it kind of helps me to get out the door and I, there's reminders of her all over my house. So even when she's not here, she's here kind of. So, so, and then mm-hmm. I mean, we have kind of a daily call, even when she's not here, there's kind of daily calls and things like that. And she always asks me, how was your run today, daddy? Kind of things. And so, you know, Not being able to answer that question and saying, oh, well, daddy, daddy didn't do it today kind of thing. It it just isn't in the picture.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's funny you said that because it's like you have to show up for that call. Right. And you have to answer that question. My son and I uh, were big fans of oh, yeah. the Titan games, you know, with The Rock. And they just they just came out with season two and episode one's on. And we started to watch it, but we, we turned it off because I know my wife was, was going to want to watch it with us because we really like season one. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there cleaning up the kitchen, starting to make dinner. And my son comes over. He's seven. He'll be, he'll be eight pretty soon. And he comes over to me. And he trains with me downstairs, not every single time, but he trains with me a lot. And he says, dad, he said, if, if the rock's a hundred percent in strength <laughs> and doing these competitions, you'd be, you'd be a thousand. <laughs> and he said, and, and then he says, no, 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 you'd be a million. He said, cause you're stronger than the rock. And I'm like, <laughs> well, first of all, I know that's not true. And second of all, but I, but I just, but him having that idea of me, yeah, that, that just happened yesterday, literally just happened yesterday. And so I mean, if we had this conversation two days ago, I wouldn't be able to give this example, but I mean, I could use that. I could easily take that and I'm going to take that and put it in one of the, 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 the motivation bank boxes and say, you know what, if, if I have another day where I don't feel like going downstairs and I'm being honest with myself and I am a hundred percent and I'm able to give it everything I got, I'm going to use that comment as a way to pull me out of whatever funk that I think yeah. I'm in and go downstairs and, and do yeah. what I need to do for him, you know, because he has this image of me in his mind thinking that, you know, clearly he knows how big the rock is. He knows he's six four, two hundred seventy-two 272 <laughs> pounds or whatever the hell he's getting for this yeah. new role. Uh, who, you um, know, Black Adam, I think it is, or yeah. you know, the superhero movie that he's doing, but it, you know, so I'm like, man, I mean, I know I'm not, you know i know there's always going to be somebody bigger faster stronger smarter all that stuff and but that's not really what it's about right it's it's about at least having your child see the hard work that you're putting in and and pass that on to them hopefully one day and inspire them to do the same thing and you know just get their get their mind right and also live up to their expectation at some point you know i was talking to my cousin the other day in text message and he 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 was on the podcast he's um uh, he, he was in the military, firefighter, and on to bigger and better things now. But he was also talking to me in text message and said, you know, if, if anything goes south, I want to be able to keep up and, and save the people around me. And I wasn't personally in the military, but I've had a lot of family that was in the military. And I just feel like, you know what, that's that's something I really like too, you know, personal protection, self-defense, all that stuff. And I, I have those thoughts in my head too, especially when I'm training. Like I have 150-pound broke sandbag and that's to simulate my wife if I ever got to throw over my shoulder you know (laughs) that's just kind of where my mind goes
1: um and certain certain points of training. I mean I it's the same same kind of stuff man I you, you the same things that you're talking about like it's the same feelings I get so she the other day we were in the car driving and she said when we go back to school I'm gonna tell all my friends about how fast you are you're faster than all their dads. And I'm like, yeah, you tell them I'm faster than all their dads. <laughs> but, uh, because they, they had a, uh, they, they had originally a, a five the school that she goes to had a five K scheduled and they had to cancel it for, for, uh, for all this stuff that's going on and everything. But I was going to run in it. And we were talking about it. Cause they had a little one mile kids run that she was really excited about doing too. And, uh, we started talking about it and she was like, well, you're going to, you can beat all the other dads. And I was like, yeah, I can, you tell them, <laughs> but
0: yeah, <laughs> tell them they better then, recognize, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you could though, like probably realistically I, you I, could, right? I mean, in this case, you know I mean? My son's telling me I'm stronger than the rock and I'm, you know, I'd be able to beat him at a Herculean pole and I'm like, yeah, there's yeah. no freaking way that would happen. But you know, in this case you probably could, you know, crush yeah, the I, 5k, I no
1: problem. <laughs> but... Back, but, uh, but the other, then the other thing that I think is, uh, you kind of mentioned just mentioning to having reminders and those kind of different things. But uh, she did a, a thing, a little questionnaire when she was in preschool back like two years ago in 2018. And it's good, it was a little document thing called My Dad's Superpowers. And it says things like he can lift a tire, he is really good at obstacle courses, he makes the best smoothies, and stuff like that. So I mean, I've, I've, I have laminated it and I keep it on the fridge to this day. And it's just one of those things that just is that constant in your face reminder of why you do what you do. And I think everybody needs something mm-hmm. like that. They need that in your face, always their reminder of, of whether it's, you know, I've seen sticky notes on people's mirrors on uh, for, you know, motivational quotes and things like that. So when they wake up in the morning and they go to brush their teeth, that's the first thing they see things like that. So I, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, have it in your face. Uh, but because if it's not, it becomes very easy to forget about you know, why you do what, why you're doing what you're doing. Absolutely.
0: That's awesome. No, I love that. You know, and actually having something physical and tangible is, I think that's even more important than just the thought in your head. I mean, of course that's important too, but having that thing on your fridge right in front of you every single day, you know, constant reminders are, are huge. Like you said, post-it notes it doesn't have to be anything great. You could do an arts and crafts day with your kids and have them make yeah yeah something, you know, and, and it's like, you make something for them and they make something for you. And it's a keepsake for both of you guys. And it's part of the activity and it's fun. And, um, and then you get to have that, that yeah. piece of remembrance. Yeah. So I love that. Jason, this has been awesome. Um, and but with every episode, we end with ten questions, so I can't let you go just yet. And those ten questions are inspired by James Lipton and I'm Middard ready. Vogue, so, are you ready to go? All right, man. Uh, number one, who is your hero? Oh,
1: my hero is is my was my my grandfather. Um, he passed away a few years ago from uh, from brain cancer, unfortunately. Um, but he he was. I was born my mom and dad were very young when they had me, it was, they were 19 and 17. And, uh, and I remember just my dad working two jobs and my mom having to work jobs and kind of being a latchkey kid and, and, you know, uh, being kind of self-driven in that way. and, And, but seeing my parents work so hard to put a roof over our head and food on our plate, but it was my grandfather that was kind of that patriarch, that kind of person that, that, that always was, you know, drove me uh, to a certain extent with everything that I wanted to do, kind of instilled that, 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 you know, you can succeed at whatever you put your mind to uh, kind of feeling into me and, and, and was my biggest supporter. And, and, um, and he really, you know, taught me a lot about being a man and being a, being a good man and and things of that sort. And, and so, um, so may rest in peace, but I, 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 you know, I really, every day I I think about them a little bit and, you know, I, I hope, uh, I hope I make them proud.
0: That's beautiful. What excites
1: you? My daughter, (laughs) she, uh, I think, I think she gives me that sense of life. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I joke, I joke about it on Instagram all the time and I talk about, you know, getting older and almost being 40 and all these things, but I'm honestly more of a kid at heart now and more, Uh, you know, free flowing and just happy where, where I'm at in life right now and excited about what's to come, you know, the next day and the next day and the next day because of her, Um, you know, it's, it's at that age at five years old, there's, you never know what you're going to get that day kind of thing. It's, it's all about, you know, surprises and and what's going to happen. And I think, you know, having that new sense of, excitement in my life and renewed, you know, vigor and the, you know, how I approach each day is, is it all, it's all, it's all about her.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. It definitely is something different every day. (laughs) Uh, What turns you off?
1: I I think, uh, you know, honestly, laziness. I think uh, we, we, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, You know, when you talk about just a full day and, you know, People, you know, people that sit on the couch and, you know, watch you know, Netflix for five hours every night, but make an excuse as to why they can't go out and accomplish their goals. Um, so I think the biggest thing for me is the people that that kind of are waiting for things to happen in their life that are good instead of going out and attacking life and trying to make those opportunities for themselves. Um, so I'm much more attracted to the individuals that are around me that are actually, and they're going to be in my circle of friends that are out there making things happen that are trying to do what's best for them in their life and that are working hard to make it happen. And if you're not, if you're coming up with excuses or you're whining about it constantly and those kind of things, I, you know, sorry, but I don't have much sympathy for you you know it's there there are definitely reasons you probably could be doing other things but but for the most part, I think it's just um you know people are more tied to electronics and YouTube and Netflix and other things and getting out and making things happen for themselves
0: mm-hmm. What is your favorite sound
1: <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because I was just talking about it with with Camilla last night on the phone with uh, on our on our call is um is it, it's right now it's got to be the sounds of the ocean, and I joke about it because or I laugh about it because uh every night when she's here at the house um and we we it's time to go to bed uh we get um Alexa to play sounds of the ocean and it puts both of us to sleep so <laughs> it's that right now it puts her to sleep and puts her in bed I'm good with it, so that's my favorite sound <laughs> you're <laughs>
0: What is your least favorite sound?
1: Oh um I don't know how to I don't know. Alexa <laughs> You said Alexa <laughs> those <laughs> shittin' um, things. Um
0: yeah, what is your least favorite sound?
1: Probably the sound of uh it's has gotta be the sound of my daughter crying, I guess. Um it's it's uh that sound right there you know kind of just saddens me brings me down um definitely you know it makes me feel like i need to be doing something to to bring a smile to her face and make her happy and so i guess that would be my least favorite sound
0: mm-hmm. what is your favorite quote or saying
1: um oh there's a lot of them uh i love them. i love a good quote but uh i, I think the one that 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 really I love is, is I can't remember who says it and I'm not going to remember this quote exactly, but it's, um, my father didn't tell me how to live. He lived and let me watch him do it. Yeah.
0: Nice. I like that. In a couple words, what should a dad be? Uh, present.
1: Um, involved and loving I like it
0: And in a couple words, what should a dad not be?
1: Uh, hmm that's a good one. Um, let's go with uh, hmm harsh. And probably, I don't know if I could say in a single word, but, but they they have to be approachable, they, you know, unapproachable, I guess. I, I want my daughter to be able to approach me with anything. So I think harsh and unapproachable are two things you, you can't be.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you could try any other profession, what would it be? Oh, man, there's so
1: many. <laughs> That's another go. I'm always like I, I tend to be a passion project type person. So there's always things like, I would love to try that. Um you know, I, probably I I wouldn't mind getting into the world of 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 uh uh acting and and things of that sort. I think there's you know, there's definitely a stigma to actors and, and Hollywood and those kind of different things, but I think uh when you look at, you know, You know, some of my favorite actors like Tom Hardy and Jason Momoa and everything, there's definitely an art to it as well that you have to appreciate. Um, And so, you know, I think that's something that that I I I wouldn't mind dabbling in. (laughs)
0: Nice. Yeah. And finally, what would you like to be remembered for?
1: Oh, being I, I think I think the biggest thing for me is is being a man that that was Committed to his family, dependable and and relentless in the way I I live my life and and the way I approach my goals. Um, You know, I I, I, those three words uh, were, you know, something that 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 I was given, you know, by a general officer back when I served in the army. and And it's just kind of always stuck with me is always you always want to be remembered as being committed, dependable and relentless. And that's just the three things that I always think about when people ask me that question.
0: That's awesome. That's great, Jason. I really appreciate you taking the time, man. I had a great, great time with this conversation. Learned a lot, like I do every day uh, with every conversation I have. And um, I just want to really say, you know, thank you so much. And is there? um, Oh, actually tell everybody where they can find out a little bit more about you, uh, follow along with what you're doing and, and we'll definitely include that link too. I know you mentioned it, but we'll definitely include that link for the, uh, the foundation, but, uh, where else can yeah, so, people find uh, out about you? My,
1: my Instagram page is probably the number one you know place where everybody can go. And, and uh, I'm going to make some adjustments to it here, uh, shortly to kind of start adding in all the different other places, other podcasts and things like that. But, but, uh, but my, my, um, Instagram is at J Floyd Wood. so just the letter J, Floyd Wood. Um, and then uh, then for obstacle horse racing type stuff, um, there's a website called Obstacle Edge. And you can find my kind of bio there, uh, some previous race pictures, things like that. And then um, when this whole thing kicks back off again and we start having a race schedule again, that's where I'll post my race schedule and where I look to be and everything else. So those are the two primary places that people can go.
0: Awesome. Great, man. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, I hope you have a great rest of your week.
1: Great. I loved it. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. You too. All right. Take it easy. As warrior dads, we got to tackle a lot of things, but tackling low testosterone levels should definitely not be one of them. Uh, we need to keep our testosterone at peak levels, and that is absolutely crucial for all of us. So I'm sure you know all the horrible things associated with low T levels. If you don't, it's definitely not pretty. Uh, it's Google search away, but unfortunately, testosterone levels in men have been consistently decreasing over the last two decades, and it's actually one of the biggest conversations I have to have when working with men, which is why I decided to create the Warrior Dads Testosterone Booster Guide and Checklist. It's a free download, and all you have to do is go to checklist.warriordads.com, just download it, start, start implementing it, and start to feel the difference. So again, go to checklist.warriordads.com and get your free copy now. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. If you like this podcast and want to support it, please subscribe, leave comments, and share it with someone you think would benefit from listening as well. Thanks again, and keep on being a Warrior Dad.